Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can hear your word. Father, help me, Lord. I don't want to preach your word with the human wisdom or the persuasive words of my intellect, but I want to preach your word from the power of the Holy Spirit so that your people's faith will not depend on the wisdom of man, but by the power of God. Father, therefore, may this preaching be the life-giving message to your people, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to start a new series of teaching. I'm going to go slowly, little by little. The series called Reaching My Destiny. We are running the race. We are walking through life. And before we pass away before we die, we want to reach the destiny that God has ordained for us. And not only that, we have also eternal destiny. What can happen to us in heaven, in eternal life? So this teaching series is going to prepare you to reach the final destiny, the divine or God's given destiny to us. I want to help you to Learn how to walk into your promised land. Let me read from the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verse 5 to 10. These scriptures talk about Joseph. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up the bundles of grain, Suddenly, my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brother responded, So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream. He said, The sun, moon, and eleven stars bow low before me. This time, he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? He asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? If you know the story of Joseph, you realize that this dream came from God. God tried to tell him about his destiny, that he's going to be the governor of another country. And his parents and his brothers would bow down to him. Actually, according to the Bible, he got this dream when he was about 17 years old. But he became the governor or the prime minister of Egypt at 30 years old. It took 13 years for the dream to come true. And not only that, not only 13 years, he went to jail, he went to slavery, and all kinds of hardships before the dream came to pass. What I'd like to tell you is this. All of us were created by God, and God has a good plan for our life. All of us who put our faith in Jesus Christ. And God Give us the personal dream or personal destiny, God-given destiny for all of us. He gives us the rhema to us that, okay, this, what's going to happen to you before you die? What happened to you in the future? What is my calling on you? What kind of grace I have for you? So God has a special personal rhema to us for our future, for our destiny. Definitely, there are chapters of life before we get to the final destiny. And we have to go through all these chapters of life. 
some dream or some vision can be a short term to prepare us to the next one, prepare us to the next one until we get to the final destiny. So, listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to His witness in your heart. What God wants you to be and to do in your life. But not only that, there are also general calling of God in our life in the Bible for everyone. We call logos. The Bible contains the promises of God for all of us, for everybody. All the believers can hang on to, hold on to, and trust in the promises of God that we can read in the Scripture. So the Bible is for everybody, but we have rhema for each and every one of us. For example, before I became a Christian, I know and I know that in my heart, my dream, my heart is to, that I will have a successful family, very good married relationship, and my children will be blessed. That's my dreams before I became a Christian. But after I became a Christian, God put me a dream in my heart. Son, even though it looks impossible to go to America, to get the American Board of Neurosurgery, it's impossible in my generation because so many American soldiers came back from Vietnam and they went into medical school in that generation, in around the 1983, 84, 85. American soldiers came back. So all the medical school were full of the American medical students and residents. So for me to come, it's impossible. My dream looked impossible. But that's what God told me. You're going to go to America, and you're going to finish the training in America. And eventually, my dream came to pass. It happened to me. And one day, he gave me another dream, another chapter of life when I moved to America in 1987. He talked to me, you're going to be a pastor. What? You told me I come to America to be a neurosurgeon, and now you say I'm a pastor. But God said that neurosurgery thing is to prepare you to be a pastor so that you can open the church. So the dream after dream, and the question is, how can we reach to that God-given destiny to really get to where God has in store for all of us? Many of us get excited when we receive the vision or the dream or the calling or the destiny and we believe in it and we want to see it happen, we get excited in the promises of God. But later on, the excitement disappears because we face some setbacks, some discouragement, some disappointments. Or why it take so many years like Joseph the dream came in 17 years old. Maybe he expected to be the governor at 20 years old, but it did not happen. It took 13 years for him. For David, after being anointed by the prophet, it took him 20 years before he became the king of Israel. It took many, many years. The process took longer than we thought. And we start to get discouraged. My health is not improved yet. Why I don't get the job that I dream of? Why my marriage is still bad? God, my dream is to see successful marriage. God, I need that position. I need promotion to get that position in that company. It did not happen. And it takes a long time. We get discouraged. And eventually, we gave up. And instead of believing in the fullness of the fulfillment of God's promises, dreams, and visions, and the thing that we can reach to, we just set back. And we just settle for less than what God has told us to do. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 in New Living Translation say, Hope deferred, mean delay, makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. When your dream is fulfilled, you're so happy. You feel like you have life. In New King James Version, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Sometimes we think that 
It's okay l That I don't get to my dream. I just settle here in the middle. And it's okay. I have a good job anyway. The dream of having that job has not come to pass. So it's okay. It's good enough for me. Yes, I have been sick, and God promised me in the book of First Peter that by the stripe of Jesus Christ, I was healed. But my symptom has become less now. That's okay. At least I don't have much symptom anymore. I settle at less symptom, but the sickness still there. This happened to me many years ago, maybe seven, eight years ago. Suddenly, I got attacked by severe skin eczema in Japan. I went to the mission trip. I think I got attacked by the devil. Bad eczema, and I have to take prednisone. I pray. I command the sickness to go away. In the car, what driving during the surgery? Oh, so painful, very bad. And I keep praying and take medication. Nothing happened. And sometimes I feel like should I give up? Should I settle at this point that I just live with this eczema? But God said, "Don't stop. Keep believing." Keep standing in your faith. I will not say it's okay, la, that I have some sickness and I can take prednisone. It's okay, la, that my family is not doing well and we keep quarreling and we're gonna divorce. It's okay. It's good enough to get this job. My dream job is there, but it takes so long. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's okay, la. My brother and sister, the enemy cannot stop God's plan because he is not bigger than God. But he will work so hard; he will do everything for you to settle for less than God's plan and quitting, pursuing in pursuing the dream that God has for you. I keep fighting in faith for this eczema. I'm, I'm, this is serious, very bad eczema. The whole hand. Just hurt, burning, and I'm a surgeon. So to perform surgery with that, every time I bite the bone with equipment, it hurts. It's pretty bad. But I keep fighting and fighting until I think five years later, I woke up one morning, gone, gone completely, supernaturally, no trace at all. In overnight, it's gone because I did not give up. On my dream, look at Habakkuk chapter two, verses one to three in the Living Bible. I will climb my watchtower now and wait to see what answer God will give to my complaint. In other words, we all need to pursue God to hear what God has in store for our own life, so that we can be the blessing to other people, so that we can reach our destiny. And the Lord said to me. Write my answer on a billboard, large and clear, so that anyone can read it at a glance and rush to tell the others. But these things, but listen carefully. I'm gonna come to emphasize this one. But these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, may take 13 years like Joseph, 20 years like King David, five years like me before my eczema disappear. For these things will surely come to pass. What He promised in the Bible will surely come to pass. What God promised you personally as a rhema to you, what He wants you to do, he, what He created you to to be will come to pass. Just be patient. There will not be overdue in a single day. In other words, God say, "Be patient. Don't quit. Don't give up on your dream. If you want to become all that God created you to be, to do what God called you to do, to reach your destiny, you need to have a holy determination in your spirit and." You say in your heart, "I refuse to settle for less than what God has promised me." God promised me to have a complete healing. I'm not gonna settle for incomplete healing. 
I going to be completely healed. You make up your mind that you're not going to be talked out of the dream God gave to you or talked out of the promise of God in the Bible. You make up your mind. You say, I'm not going to water the promises of God down. I'm not going to take myself out of the promise of God. I'm not going to just say, it's okay lah. I'm going to live with the okay lah. La is a Singaporean style. <laughs> Singaporean always say la la. I'm not going to settle at the okay lah. I'm not going to settle at just good enough. Just getting by. At least I have money to pay my bills, but I still have a lot of debt. I cannot pay off my house. It's okay lah. No, we are not going to settle at the okay, at the good enough, at the getting by. It may be taking longer than we thought that we're going to reach there. The Bible says it's going to come steadily and it's going to come for sure, the promise of God. It may look difficult in your eyes, but the good news is that it's not difficult for God. It may look like too delay, too late, but for God, it's not too late. The things that God promise you still on the way to you. And what God going to give you is not a watered out version. It's not just a partial healing. It's not just a little promotion. It's not just good enough marriage. But He wants to give you the best. He wants to give you the fullness of His promises in the Bible. That is our God. Our God is a God of the best. Yesterday, I watched Jesus' movie and I cried. <laughs> I love Jesus' movie because Jesus went to the wedding in Cana, Galilee, and they brought out the wine, and everyone happy, drinking wine, and eventually the wine gone. So Jesus said, put water into those containers. He prayed. The water turned into wine. And one of the men in the party drink it, and he make his face, wow! At the wedding ceremony, they bring the best wine out first, but the low-quality wine later because everyone got drunk already, they don't care anymore. But in this wedding ceremony, you bring the best out later. This is amazing. Our God, when He wants to give to you something, when He promised you something, your destiny is not going to be watered-down version. It's not going to be just partial, incomplete, just enough, just good enough version, incomplete version, and little version. He's going to give you the best wine, the best thing for your life. Hang on to the promises of God. Don't let anybody talk you out of the promises of God. He will not cancel. He will not abort His promises to you and His dream for you. You each have your own dream, your own calling, and your own destiny. He will not water it down. And our job is we will not settle for less than what is the best that God has prepared for us. We will not accept anything that is below God's level of fullness of the destiny. My brother and sister, if you already become that person who has settled in the middle and you don't want to go to your final destiny, I would like to encourage you in this sermon that why don't you pull up your stakes, pack up your belongings, and move toward the place of your destiny. Don't stay there. Move on to the goalpost that you have, the final destiny that God has for you. That's what I did. I was not healed. I was not healed for years and years. Sometimes I say I preach about healing, but I, I was not healed from this eczema. But eventually, boom, one night, I woke up. Next day, it was gone. No one, this is not for medication. It's from the supernatural breakthrough that come from the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope 
and a future. When you read this scripture, you can see that our God is the best God, the God who has a full version, fullness of His version of blessing. Mediocrity is not your permanent home. Just good enough, okay. Just getting by is not your destiny. We are the children of the Almighty God. Our God is the King. Getting by is not where we belong. What we belong is our fullness of destiny that God has for us. You may be there now, in the middle. You're not there at the final destiny yet. And you may think, I can set up my home here. I don't need to move on. Just like the children of Israel, the first generation, they did not want to go into the promised land. They just keep complaining, having bad attitude. They say, it's okay to stay in the wilderness. It's okay, my marriage. Just to get by, we don't have happiness in the marriage. It's okay, health. Yes, I have some sickness. That's okay, other people get sick too. Oh, my job is okay, but this is not my dream job. We should be content and thankful where we are. But we should not be satisfied when we haven't got to the final destiny. We need to keep pressing on, pressing on by faith and obedience to get to our final destiny. Sometimes, instead of walking by faith, instead of just pressing into the things of God, believing for the best, like the best vine that I talk about, we just move the goalposts at our destiny backward to here and say, I'm going to stay here. Yes, I know God can heal me, but it's okay. At least my symptom is not getting worse. Oh, I have a dream job, but I cannot get it now. Wow, this being already five years after graduation, it's okay. I am just content with this job. I'm not going to move on. I move my goalpost backward. And you can use all kinds of excuses and justifying words to say that it's okay that I settle here. Instead of moving toward the final destiny, my brothers and sisters, we should not move our goalposts back. We should not settle in the middle. We should say, God, I'm going to get there. I'm going to be there where you promised me. Whether the short-term goal or long-term goal or the final destiny of life. We're going to be there. And Lord, I believe, even though it looks impossible, but there's nothing impossible with you. I know, Lord, that I cannot work this out. I don't know how to do this, but you are the supernatural God. It's going to work out by your power and by your grace. The doctors say that my sickness is incurable, but I know, God, you are the best doctor, and you can heal me even though the human doctors say I cannot heal you. I know you promised me. You would not have promised me if you don't know how to take me there. You would not say this. You are not a human who lies. You are not the liar. You are the God who keeps your promise. You say that it shall happen. I believe it shall happen to me. I'm not going to settle here in the middle. I'm going to keep pursuing what you promised me. Amen. How we can get there to the finish line or to the destiny. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 to 5, the Bible says, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Who is it that is victorious over, that conquers the world? The world means the situation in the world here. But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on that fact. Your faith will help you to get to the destiny. Don't give up on your faith. Don't water down the promise of God. Keep hang on to it. Keep looking forward. See yourself in it. See yourself 
at the final destiny. I just retired and I finished my chapter of life of being a neurosurgeon now, and I know that chapter I got to my destiny. I retired with a good reputation, success, everything. My patients love me. Now I have another chapter of life to fulfill. God said to me, "Your destiny is to prepare my church to be the bride of Christ, holy, righteous, and pure." You're gonna need to bring the fire of God to people, and I want to see the Book of Acts happen in the, this generation. I pray every day that as Jesus was walking on earth, and we see so many great things gonna happen in our generation as well. So. That is my destiny. I want to be a good pastor and good minister to bring people to Christ and to become the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a one story in the Bible, very interesting story. The story about Abraham and Sarah. In Genesis chapter 15, God told Abraham that he was going to have a son. At that time, he was 75 years old, and Sarah was 65 years old. They got married for a long time, year after year. They never have any sign of pregnancy. They never got any baby, not even a daughter or a son. They just could not have a baby. Therefore, when God told Abraham and Sarah that they would have a son, that looked impossible. I'm 75, and my wife 65 in the medical field, medical knowledge. It's impossible to have a child at that age, and I believe some of his friends, some of their friends, or their own thoughts tell them, "What? Crazy! It doesn't make sense. You're too old. You never even have one baby. You should not believe that. Just settle here. Maybe find somewhere else." And then Sarah suddenly say. Wow, I can help God. I can help God because this is impossible for me to be pregnant at 65 years old. So by the time she turned 80 years old, she talked to her husband. Hey, honey, why don't you sleep with my maid, Haga, so that she can have a baby for us? What did Sarah do? Sarah settled in the middle. And she watered down the promise of God. She reduced the promise of God, the destiny of their life, to the level she believed it can happen in the human understanding. Many times, we do the same things like Sarah in our life. God speaks something to us. Instead of coming up to His level, we just stay in the low level of human being. Instead of believing in the uncommon, the unnatural, the supernatural, the unusual, the extraordinary, we just bring the promise of God down to our level. Our minds say, wow, there is no way this can happen. There is no way. Pastor Lau, Dr. Varun, Dr. Lahaprasit, you sent 20 applications to America. All these applications were torn and dumped in the garbage can. No one wanted to accept you to be a resident of neurosurgery in America. It's impossible in that generation. Your English speaking is not good. People could not understand you. How can you go to train in America? When I first came here, no one understood what I say in English. I have to learn from my church member a lot. How you say that? How you say this? I have to adjust improve my accent, how to speak English at that generation. Impossible. Hey, come back to your sense. Don't get your hopes up. It's impossible. It will not happen. You don't have any abilities, connections, or anything that you can get to that destiny. It's so easy that our mind will walk by sight and talk us out of what God promises, which is supernatural. It's so easy for other people to talk us out, and we will not stay with God has for us. That's what happened when God spoke to Sarah. And Sarah 
was thinking, this doesn't make sense. How can a 65-year-old woman get pregnant? It's impossible. You may think the same way like Sarah. Oh, I cannot start a new business. I am not capable. Oh, I cannot get that promotion. There's no way I'm going to have a very happy marriage. I have been infertile for many years. I got married for 10 years. I never have a baby. How can I have a baby? You just settle at where you are according to what you see and what makes sense to you. And you say, God, I don't have resources. But the good news is God has resources. You may say, but God, I'm, I don't have power to do this. But the good news is God has the power to do for you. And God never asks you to figure things out, to get the job done and to go to your destiny. God say, just believe and obey and follow me. I will do it for you. You may say in your mind, there's no good reason. I, I cannot get my hopes up here. It seems unlikely. It seems impossible. But the good news is the most high God, the king of all kings, is your daddy. He is your upper father, and he is on your side. He's going to breathe on you the favor, the power, just what happened to me. I came to America with no paper, no letter of recommendation, and I went to University of Washington speaking broken, bad English, and the director or the professor of University of Washington looked at my eyes, and the Lord just breathed favor on me, and Dr. Richard Wynn said, I will take this guy into my department, even though he could not speak English well. That is the favor from God. He, I can do something unusual. <laughs> when I first came to America, I remember the first few weeks working at the Harborview Hospital, the nurse called me up and said, the patient has this problem. I could not understand her. My English was so bad. So wait a minute, wait a minute. I go to the floor see her face to face and talk. This is like 2 a.m. in the morning. I need to see her mouth, what she say, and I need, she needs to see my mouth, what I say back. I could not talk on the phone the first few months in America. It's looking possible that this guy is going to get the job at the prestige university to, in the Department of Neurosurgery. It's unusual. And you cannot explain it because it's the favor of God. God has destiny for you. He's going to lead you. He's going to open the door for you. He's going to bring the connection to you. And when people look at your life, what happened to you? That they scratch their head. How come you get healed from this cancer? It's impossible. The doctors say this cancer cannot be healed. Yes, God can heal me. People scratch their head. How come you get this promotion? It's a big one. Maybe... You have good connection? No, I don't have any good connection. But the favor of God is on me. And that is my destiny. What you need to do is to seek the kingdom of God first. You serve Him. You obey Him. And the blessing of God is going to overtake you and follow you everywhere you go. And the blessing will not be in the just getting by version or watered down version. It's not just, just good enough version, but it's going to be the full version of the blessing of God on your life. This is the good news. So that you can be the blessing to the nations. God is going to bring His blessing to you if you obey Him and seek His kingdom first. My dear brother and sister, the mistake that Sarah made was that she reduced the promise of God to the level she thought it can happen. At that time, when she told Abraham to sleep with Hagar, Abraham was 90 years old. Sarah was 80 years old. And I think God did not mean that we're going to have the son from my womb. I think God has another plan. I guess I'm going to reduce his plan that I will set this up for us to have a boy, but from another woman. My brother and sister, this is the key. Don't take up for God. Don't make your own plan to save God's face. You may think this way, 
The promise is there, but it hasn't happened yet for five years. I think I can plan something for God, and I'm going to use my own way to get it done to save His face, so that He will not lose His reputation. That's what Sarah did. Please don't try to be God. Don't try to have your own plan. Let God do it. Don't try to figure things out. God can turn things around. God can turn your situation around. God can bring a baby into Sarah's womb supernaturally. Therefore, don't reduce his ability. Don't put the lid on his power. Don't try to minimize him, but take the limit off from God. I know God can do anything. Nothing is too hard for God. Sometimes you may need to read the full gospel again and again. Look at what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. He could do anything. Amen? Amen. We need to get in agreement with God that God is supernatural. God is all-powerful. God can do anything, even though this situation seems impossible. But I believe my God is a God of the impossible things. I believe that God is supernatural. Even though in the natural, I cannot do this, but God can do this for me because my God is supernatural. I love the story of the three Hebrew teenagers who were about to be thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. They denied to bow down to the golden image of King Nebuchadnezzar. So at that time, the gods tied their hands, tied their feet with cords and threw them into the furnace, tied, bowed. Actually, the fire in that furnace was so strong, even the God who threw them in get burned and lost their life. They died. Wow, very strong heat. Let me read Daniel chapter 3, 23 to 25. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bowed into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bowed, everyone say bowed, into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look at verse 25. Look, he answered, I see four men loose. Everyone say loose. Walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Wow. When we start to worship Alaco, I pray to God. God, I invite the fourth man in the furnace fire to be here with us. I invite Jesus to be here in this room with us. He's going to walk around in this room. If my brother and sister feel like their hands are tied, they have done their best, they have gone to church, they have paid tithes, they have worked very hard, then they stay in their faith, but it seems like they have hit their limits. They are not going anywhere. Things have not worked out for them. I believe the fourth man is in this room. The Lord Jesus Christ is in this room. And the good news is, even though your hands are tied, but God's hands are not tied. He can lose the cord on your hands and your feet. He can break the chains and the joke in your life. He can destroy the joke by His presence and His anointing. What is restricting you right now cannot restrict God. Because God is the most powerful God. Amen? You may be restricted by sickness or by death or by wrong things in your life. But God can set you free because you invite the fourth man. His name is Jesus Christ to be with you. And he can help you. Amen? Do you believe this? You look so excited. I'm so excited. I preach to myself. I'm so excited. (laughs) Praise the Lord. This is for me. (laughs) Like the three Hebrew teenagers, you are going to come out 
from that fire. Not bowed. But you're going to come out from your situation in the middle before you get to the destiny. Loose, free, vindicated, and promoted, and victorious. The dream that God has put into your heart is going to come true. You have to see yourself free, blessed, victorious, and vindicated. Amen? Abraham slept with Sarah made eventually. Happy wife, happy life. But this is a long one. <laughs> he should not listen to Sarah. He tried to please Sarah. I'm, I'm not sure that he tried to please Sarah or he wanted to do it anyway. Okay. Abraham slept with Hagar. And they had a son whom they gave the name Ishmael. They loved Ishmael, the whole family. They did not have any disrespect against him at all. But Ishmael represented a spirit of just good enough. Watered-down version of God's perfect destiny for our life. Yes, I should be completely healed. But it's okay, I still have 50% of my symptoms. It, that is Ishmael. Or Ishmael represents the product of man-made or man's idea to imitate what God wants to do. Don't settle for that, Ishmael. God doesn't give you a substitute blessing. God doesn't give you a counterfeit blessing. He is not a God of fakey thing. He wants to give you the real one, the best one, the real thing. Just be patient. Just wait. Just do your best and depend on the grace and the mercy of God. Right now, you may be in the good enough situation of your life right now. That's okay. Be thankful. Don't complain. Keep walking in faith. You are content, but you're not satisfied. Keep stretching your faith. Keep walking toward the plan and the destiny of God. 25 years later, after God told Abraham, God came back again to talk to him in Genesis chapter 17. At that time, Ishmael was 13 years old. God came to Abraham again and said, in Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 5, When Abraham was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abraham. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Look at verse 15 to 18 in Genesis chapter 17. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. By her, not by Hagar. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Abraham fell face down. He laughed. What did it mean? This doesn't make sense. I'm 90. My wife, now I'm going to turn 100 years old. And my wife, 90 years old. What are you talking about, God? This is funny. doesn't make sense. It's not reasonable. And he said to himself, Will a son be born of a man 100 years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? He questioned God. And Abraham said to God, Look at his watered-down version of what God wants to do for him. If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. What does he try to say? God is impossible. I'm 100 years old, and I have another plan for you. I helped you. I get Ishmael. I don't believe that I'm going to have a son at 100 years old. So Ishmael is enough for me. Just enough. Everyone say, just enough. He just wants the look-alike blessing, substitute blessing. My brother and sister, don't settle there. Let's get to the full version of God's blessing to our full 
destiny. Don't let anybody talk you out. Don't let your mind talk you out. Just hang on to the promise. Just stay in the voice of God in your heart. That what God called you to be, God may call some of you to be a very good IT guy of a big company, and eventually you become a manager or become the director. Hang on to it. That's you sense in your spirit. Or maybe in your spirit, you say, "I'm gonna marry a godly woman. I'm gonna have a godly family." Hang on to it. Don't settle in the middle. I'm gonna get to my destiny, and don't water it down. Don't give up. Don't cancel. Don't reduce. Our God is a God of the full version and the best. How many people believe that? Amen. Are you gonna do that? Amen. Let's believe. That our God is going to give us the best. You all need to find your own destiny by talking to God, praying, listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit inside your spirit. Maybe God give you a dream, maybe a vision, maybe just a little voice. For me, it's just a little voice in my heart. What God want me to go, and where is my destiny? I never see any vision. I never seen any dream. I'm a man who just walk by the Spirit. But I'm gonna hang on to what God tell me to do, and what God want me to go. I'm not gonna give it up. Amen. How many people say I'm gonna reach my destiny? How many people say I will not settle? How many people say I will not move my goalpost backward? How many people say I'm gonna pack up? My belonging and go toward my destiny. I'm not going to stay here. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for reminding us how to walk by faith, how to trust you, how to, Lord, reach our destiny, just like Abraham and Sarah. Their destiny is to have a son of their own. Isaac, who became the ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ, who became the ancestor of the Jewish nation Israel. A Lord, we believe, we all, each one of us, we are children of God. We will see the destiny come to pass. We will not settle for less than what you say. The complete version of our destiny, Lord. We learn this from the story of Abraham and Sarah. We don't want to make that mistake, Lord, because right now we see in the world from that mistake there have been wars between the nations in the Middle East. Lord, we don't want to help you that way. We're gonna let you do it. We just obey you, walk with you, follow you, Lord, and let you do the work. We just trust you and do our part the best we can. Lord, help us to expand our heart, to be able to contain, to receive the fullness of your destiny, Lord, for us. Thank you, Lord. For your word, you remind us today, Lord, we will never give up. We will never settle down in the wrong place. We're gonna move on into the promised land, Father. Lord, bless all of us. Take us to the higher mountain. Use us to be the blessings to the nations, Lord. Lord. We don't want to live selfishly for ourselves. We want to bless others, Lord. Therefore, bless the workers of our hand, bless our physical health, bless our family. Give us grace and mercy and favor, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I preached only half of this sermon. 
I will come back next time to preach the second half. I have not done the story of Abraham and Sarah yet. I continue next time. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people say I want to hear the second part? This is a big series. I will continue to talk about how we're gonna get or reach to our destiny. How to walk by faith to get there. A lot of lesson to learn in the Bible. It's fun. I love it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ, give your life to Jesus right now. If you're not sure, your name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. You're not sure after you leave this world, after you died, you shall be in heaven. I would like to encourage you to pray with me right now. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Pray with me, Father in heaven. I repent of my sin. I'm sorry, Lord, that I have sinned against you. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, you are the Son of the Living God. You were raised from the dead on the third day. I invite you, Lord, to come into my life right now. I will follow you, serve you, obey you. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for paying the price of sin for me. I receive. Everything that you have done for me, by faith, your grace abounds in my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you so much, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're gonna spend a minute or two. Why don't we close our eyes? And talk to God. In His presence, ask the Lord to show you your destiny. Definitely, you need to know the Bible because the promises of God is are in the Bible. But for your rema, your own God-given destiny, let Him show to you. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to you concerning your family, your health, your job, your ministry, your future. Before you died, or before Jesus returns, if we don't die yet, what we want to see? Maybe you want to see. You live a long life, healthy, strong, preaching the gospel, building the church, successful in your job, happy family. Your kids turn around from wrongdoing to follow God, to serve the Lord. Maybe your dream, your destiny. I want to see my kids, all of them saved. Serve the Lord. Some of you may say, "My dream is that I will be healed from this sickness completely, so I can travel on the mission trip. I can be the blessing to the nations." Maybe some of your short-term dream is that you are out of debt. No more debt. Maybe a promotion, maybe a job, dream job that God opened the door for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Shukran tara papa, shinka tara papa kasku tara pakiski ta. 
Tell God, I believe. I'm not going to settle. I'm going to pursue the fullness, the full version of my destiny. If I need to change, tell me, Lord. Guide me. Show me your way, Lord. Lord, I know you don't cancel the dream that you have for me, the destiny. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We press in. We press in. Like the blind man waiting patiently. We press in through the crowd. And suddenly a touch from heaven. Jesus came and rescued me. And suddenly a touch from heaven. Jesus came and set me free. I'd like to pray for all the single in this room who want to be married with a godly spouse. If you are single and you don't want to be single forever, you want to get married one day, could you please stand up? I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came and rescued me. And suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came and set me free. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. friends.